0: In the world of Hollywood, movies get greenlit and redlit. They get remade and rebooted. But we are the ideal. I'm Sam Gash, and you are listening to Ideal Remake. Thank you for listening to Ideal Remake. We take movies that either have been, will be, or should be remade and talk about what the ideal version of that remake would be. Today, man... Look at me. I'm sitting in a porno theater in Piccadilly Circus talking to my guest. And that guest, who heard nothing, is Paul Presley. Now, Paul, is an American werewolf in London a movie that has been, will be, or should be remade? Uh, there
1: was a remake that the director's son tried to get off the ground, but unfortunately that director's son is Max Landis. And all of that has gone very, very poorly recently because he's kind of a shitbag and doesn't respect women and doesn't deserve to get to remake this. But I think that eventually this is gonna be something that's gonna get remade. It's such an important, like, horror property. And I feel like they, like, the sequel came out and was really bad. And I feel like this is just stuck in people's minds a
0: lot. This movie has a sequel?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> um it's called American Werewolf in Paris and it's got Julie Delpy who was in the the Before Sunrise Sunset whatever things. Okay. She kind of assumes like the hot nurse role. Got it. And it's it's infamous because it uses primarily CGI werewolves.
0: Oh, which that's is like too bad. I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like the worst part because- about it.
0: The, the I, So I watched this movie with our mutual friend, Zach Luna. Okay. Because he loves werewolf movies, and he, he, like, owned it. And I was like, come on over, we'll watch this werewolf movie. He's like, yes, I will watch a werewolf movie with you, Sam. Yeah. And we were just talking about, like, how awesome... Like, it's one of the best... I mean, it is hands down the best transformation sequence. Yeah. But it's also one of the best-looking werewolves. I... Kind
1: of, I I have a lot of notes on this movie. I want to be upfront in saying that I actually don't really like this movie.
0: Interesting. Um,
1: I just there are a lot of problems with it narratively. I don't think that it blends the horror and the comedy very well at all. Which is like kind of. It was one of the first like modernized horror comedies ever. So that's kind of like a problem that you're gonna run into when you're working on perfecting a newer genre like horror comedy had been around for a while but it had been like goofy stuff like yeah. Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein or like young Frankenstein and like the, the, it's just like a different beast because it's actually
0: trying to be scary. One but- of the one of the kids in the hospital I think was reading a Laurel and Hardy comic and I think that was a nod to like Laurel and Hardy meet the wolf man. That's Laurel
1: and Hardy I don't think did that
0: was it... it no, it, it was Costello. Abbott and Costello. So,
1: maybe it was like a... Maybe it was like a soft nod to yeah, it. Yeah, the kid was reading... Really,
0: um, the, the one that I thought was the correct one, yeah. I don't remember, but it, it felt like that to me. If Although it wasn't, Laurel and that's... Hardy
1: meet the Wolfman is is such a like Mandela effect kind of movie. Is it? Yeah, I mean <laughs> like... Because it's... they Laurel and, Laurel, Laurel and Hardy never did that, but Abbott and Costello essentially created the genre of horror comedy with Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein in which... Dracula and the Wolfman are present, and then the Invisible Man pops up at the end.
0: But you'd then... never know.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's actually really funny. It's played by Vincent Price, and it's like at the what? end. What? Yeah, but it's it's just his voice and like a floating cigarette. It's really it's actually really funny. I think That's, you would I think you would like Avenged Castella meet Frankenstein. I'm
0: sure I would. And that
1: kind of birthed like a series of like five or six movies where they like meet monsters, and that was really the only like horror comedy that was around and like the the rest of it was all like parody so so i think that this movie has like an important place in cinema history but when i watch it now i'm always just like really disappointed in it because it's really male gazy, like the whole plot doesn't really make a ton of sense the funny parts are really funny but the horror doesn't work to me and i think that the fully formed werewolf looks tacky and weird, like, the the weird little, like, scrunchy face that it has, and, like, the way it moves doesn't look right. Um, there's another movie that and actually... And yet it
0: still looks better than the werewolves that we got in Buffy the Vampire Slayer oh, 10, 15 years uh, later.
1: That was TV, and they didn't have a budget. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love how in Buffy, like, what a werewolf looks like changes, like, changes three or four times. Because when, in the, the very first time, they have, like, the rubber mask for, like the mouth is just open yep. and, like, it can't move and it has, like, the unblinking eyes and Angel, like, kills it and he's like, that was a werewolf! Like, uh, okay. If you <laughs> say so. <laughs> and then, like, once they get a main character that's a werewolf, all of a sudden they just kind of look like monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're they like monkeys that, yeah, it's, it's, that's They could have taken a few notes from this movie. I, I mean, interesting fact about this movie is that they actually created the best makeup Oscar for this. Yeah, like they, it, there was another competitor, but like, come on, it was this movie. Um, it was this movie called Heartbeeps with Andy. Heartbeeps, Co- Heart Beeps. Beeps. and it is about. I've never seen this movie. I was not familiar with this movie until I like looked up the best Hold makeup on. Oscar. I've
0: never heard of this movie. Can I give you my pitch for the movie called Heartbeeps? Oh God, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, um. Heartbeeps is is the new movie by Pixar. And anthropomorphic heart teams up with a pair of lungs who are always getting into trouble in their quest to find where the food goes and where the blood comes from. That's
1: disgusting. Yes, it is. Um, it's Pixar a, needs it's,
0: to not have
1: you in their building.
0: It's Pixar anthropomorphizing <laughs> the, uh, the, <laughs> the organs within a human body.
1: Yeah. That heart
0: is named Beeps. I'm
1: sure the colon is going to get some, like, good nasty jokes. I mean, if you um, have,
0: there's going to be fart jokes. It's so got to be the colon.
1: So, Heart Beeps <laughs> is actually about two domestic robots running away and trying to start a family together, which... That's so sad! ...is very sad, but it's also... It's Andy Kaufman's last movie, and presumably there's a lot of, like, that... I don't like Andy Kaufman, but he does a lot of that, like me,
0: me, I'm a robot
1: kind of shit. Like, and, like, I'm sure that I it's just, I don't think I remember like, that
0: coming up in the movie.
1: Two hours of him doing that with Bernadette Peters being, like, kind of cute and funny. But, like, it, anyways, they essentially just nominated <laughs> it so that they could be, like, a competitor yeah, for this. Yeah, it, like, it's
0: basically so they could show off the amazing makeup that they did in American World from London.
1: Yeah, it, which, like, it's so impressive. Yeah. I watched this with somebody that had never seen it before, and they were, like, really taken aback at how amazing it looks. Because it really does. Like, that transformation scene... Is so cool, and then it's just like set to that fucking song. Yeah, and I like I <laughs> hate the music. The music in this movie it is so it does you mean not... all of the songs that have the word moon in them. Also, fuck that music supervisor. <laughs> and <laughs> um, like, oh, huh, what what songs are you gonna put in here? Uh, moon, shit, yeah, B- Bad Moon Rising, blah blah blah. Like, ugh.
0: it and... had to be pointed out to me, and once it was pointed out to me, I thought it was funny. Uh, Because at the time, at the time, it had kind of like uh, a knight's tale feel to me, where I was like, "What is happening?"
1: Yeah, but then
0: like once you kind of, I got a little bit more into it.
1: I, every single time a new song would play, I would just like fucking notes on, <laughs> 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 like,
0: like on notes. notes
1: on notes, like, <laughs> I'm points off American World in London. And it just, it doesn't, it doesn't fit the tone of the movie and it makes, all, it undercuts all of the actually scary parts of it. Cause I think that one of the mistakes that a lot of horror comedies make is that they undercut their own like, what What makes them scary? Like, even, yeah. like, the Jordan Peele movies, like, I think that Get Out would have been a lot better if they would have, like, cut that TSA character out and just had it not, like, the, those weird, like, breaks were like, now we're gonna tell a bunch of jokes, kids! Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't really like that, and I think that you can blend the genres a little bit better. I mean, my favorite example of horror comedy is Evil Dead, because it's, like... You're laughing but you know you shouldn't be. <laughs> and like that very unique feeling I was of like, that oh, is, no. that is very your
0: style. <laughs> oh no.
1: Yeah, it it is it is very much my style. That's just something that I um,
0: So then let's kind take a step back. On. What is the what, do you remember the first time you saw an American werewolf in London?
1: Yes, I uh, was home alone. It was over the summer. Crackle and and Hulu were like still things like that you used. Yeah. And I think it was on Crackle, and I had to, like, watch it with ads or something. <laughs> and I remember watching it and being really excited about it. And I saw a bunch of cool movies on that, because they just had them. They have these, like, cool older movies for a, a chunk of time. And... I just remember not liking it, and kind of telling that to, like, other people that I knew that liked horror, and they were like, Paul, you're a fucking idiot, that movie's amazing, and I'm like, what did I miss?
0: Like,
1: I kind of think that the movie's really cool for that one werewolf transformation scene, and that one scene in the subway.
0: Yeah, that subway shot is so good. It's like. It's the shot. Like I like when we were watching the movie, when we get to that scene and we're looking down the escalator and I'm like, they're gonna have the werewolf slowly approaching the bottom of the escalator and it's gonna look really cool, aren't yeah. they? And Zach just was like quiet and then it happened and I was like, oh, no, there it is
1: Yeah. the that that scene is really, really cool yeah. and well done. But that's also like the only scary scene in this. Like and in the I I the ending is so stupid when the werewolf is like running around. And it just looks like a regular wolf at this point. And everybody, just like, 30 cars crash into each other. And it's just like, crash.
0: They have a couple of different shots in this movie that kind of go on longer than you think they are. Yeah. Like, the sex scene is fine, and then it keeps going. That was longer. They had to cut that. They cut that? That was the sex scene cut down? That was the
1: cut down sex scene, because they kept getting an NC-17 rating. I
0: found out that they had issues with the
1: rating thing, but, like, I did Well, the movie
0: opens with, I think, with, uh, whatever the main dude's name is, David, saying, well, fuck this, and I'm like, alright, cool, so this is an R movie. Yeah. Or is that, is like, did they, did they blow their one fuck in the first five minutes of the movie?
1: I, and, oh, that wasn't a thing back then. I think if you, this is, I think this if is you use this pre- is pre-PG-13.
0: So, uh, it's before, not Legend of the Hidden Temple, Temple of Doom?
1: Yeah, it's before Temple of Doom, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely rated um, R. Yeah, no. This is this was never gonna be a PG like frolic in the woods. No, 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 like no. They, they, there's a lot of like really violent, gory stuff in here, and like even the makeup effects that are not on like the werewolf parts, like the dead people at the end, like uh, Griffin Don, like the friend who keeps coming yeah. back, like worse and worse. Well, what's um, weird is
0: like when he comes back the last time, and he's just the puppet. I thought that was the least scary. I thought the most one was like the second one, where like you can kind of see the bits of his neck starting yeah. to flake. I mean, look, he. I don't know how much time had passed, but he'd only been in the ground a couple of days. Yeah, that's, that's no not way. realistic.
1: That's not his, his decomposition like, is not very realistic. Like
0: weird, bad. I don't know.
1: But there, so there's another a part of the reason that I don't love this movie that much is that there's another movie that came out in the same year called The Howling. Ah,
0: oh, um, yes. And I'm probably <laughs> gonna
1: bring it up again because it's relevant, and it's just weird to me that these two werewolf movies came out in the same year and, like, The Howling does not have quite as good... This is the ant's bug life...
0: Bugs life of the time. It literally
1: is the ant's bug life of the time. It's bugs... Bugs Bugs life. life?
0: Because it is the life of several bugs? Or is it (laughs) the possessive bug... A bug that possessive of life?
1: I... I don't know <laughs> I'm not gonna look it up <laughs> no we're not doing the Bugs Life remake now more this is, um, grasshoppers
0: and what? why not crickets I, it, here's the thing that bothers me
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a weird movie we have a strange childhood um, evil Kevin Spacey but
0: Oh, like, that is Kevin yeah, Spacey. Yeah, the grasshopper's Kevin Spacey. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. now we
1: can't watch it. That's sad.
0: I mean, I'm we can still, watch I mean, it I'm, if we
1: don't like it. I wasn't ever gonna, like, rewatch A Bug's Life yeah, anytime one's soon. Yeah, that
0: not your genre. No. <laughs> That's my That's genre. That's your genre. That's something that you, like, I, So, then, so part of the reason I'm assuming you picked this movie is because you've never been as big a fan of it, and, like, you want to kind of, like, go in and... Fix some of the things?
1: I Yeah, I want to go in and I really want to, like, get into what makes people really love this movie. Because there are people that really love this movie that consider it, like, one of the finest horror films ever made. And I, like, staunchly disagree with that. <laughs> and I, I think it it's such an important property and it came at such a, like, weird, cool time in horror. Like, The Exorcist had just came out a couple years beforehand. I think Evil Dead was the year before, and it was, it's, it's so weird. Like, it's such a cool, weird idea, and, like, all of the, when, um, some of the best and most successful sequences in it are, like, when he's talking to the people that he's killed. And I think that there's a lot of that that's really cool, that they honestly could have played up a little bit more in the movie, mm-hmm. and made it more, like, philosophical and cerebral than they ended up doing, because they wanted to, like, make jokes about him, like, wearing a woman's jacket after he's like woken up naked like there's that whole thing Yeah,
0: there was that moment where he's like he steals the jacket he's wearing and I'm like I'm sure that this was a good joke in tw- in in the 80s but from our perspective that dude just looks fly as hell. Yeah, I know. He'd be like you it's look a good sick in that jacket. jacket. <laughs> like I'm
1: confused why you're not wearing anything under it
0: but like live your life, dude. We don't have to necessarily know that he's not wearing anything underneath. It's yeah. just hey, look at you in your sick look jacket. At you in your
1: sick jacket. Exactly. There's also There's also the concept of relocation, because I think that the British setting of this kind of... Well, they try to make a lot of jokes about it in, like, culture in
0: London, blah, 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 blah. And they end up just not being very successful. Well, my biggest thing that I kept saying as we were watching this movie is, and something terrible happens, David and Jack are attacked, and Jack is killed. Yeah. Jack is flown back to New York or wherever they're from to be buried. And David... If D- David is in recovery, so it's possible he can't go because he's in the hospital. Yeah. The instant he is discharged from the hospital, he should be flying back because his friend was just murdered in front I- of him. I know, yeah. And his parents would be like, get back over here. Yeah. You just were almost murdered. You don't get to enjoy the rest of your vacation. Your vacation's over now. I feel like... It was like a Jaws level, no, people need to be playing in the water.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely... It... it I... That's a huge plot hole that I actually didn't even really think about, but yeah, if you're like mauled abroad, like you don't- You're you're, done. You're done. (laughs) Like, I would wanna- I would wanna go home. I wouldn't wanna like stay with the hot nurse. nurse.
0: Even still, I know. So, who
1: brings home their patients?
0: That. Like, what? Like, that's a good way to get murdered. Yeah,
1: I know. He literally just like got mauled in the middle of the wilderness. Like, I don't care if you think he's a honey. Maybe you shouldn't bring him home. There's a
0: lot of questions about his sanity because, like, he keeps saying, "I was mauled by a werewolf." The police say you were mauled by a dude. No, it's definitely a wolf. You're nuts. And then she's like, "My shower," (laughs) like,
1: yeah, exactly. Like um, that shower scene is so stupid. And (laughs) there's one point when she's just like slowly biting him, yeah. like, uh, like down his arm. And, like, that's not sexy. Like, ooh,
0: if anybody did that to me, I'd be like, oh my god, stop. I would have enjoyed it if she bit a little bit harder, and then that's what turned her into a werewolf for the sequel.
1: I, you know, I would have gotten really into that. I, And also, her character is just so,
0: like, shunted through the entire movie. She's like a sex object. Right. I felt so bad for that poor woman, because, like, oh, you seem like you're a good, competent nurse. Except for this dude.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Like, the, her interactions with the kid, where the kid's just saying no over, all the time, it's that cute. was so cute. I know,
1: it was really cute and well done. It's like the only actual thing she gets to do in this movie.
0: Like, I wanted this movie to end with, so, like, David is shot and killed, and then he, like, we see him kind of walk over and he's standing next to his friend, and his friend's like, and he's like, so am I a ghost now too? Looks like. <laughs> Why? I guess there's another werewolf now, isn't there, Mr. Didn't kill himself <laughs> uh. and so then so then now, like it leads into the sequel, like' cause, okay, you've killed him. He's been on a little bit of a rampage. He couldn't have killed everybody, yeah, so someone else is around and is gonna be a
1: werewolf, probably. and also, I think that if a werewolf saliva. Can turn you into a werewolf from then biting you, then putting their dick in you and coming inside of you is probably going to turn you into a werewolf. It's the standard
0: <laughs> i zombie rule of cross contamination. I just like in i zombie. If a, if you have sex with a zombie, you become, become a, a zombie. zombie. That makes sense. I just like I am pretty sure that that would have done it.
1: Yeah. So now this poor nurse has just got to deal with that. She's, I mean, like for
0: sure, there's no way she's not. No, I haven't seen an American Werewolf in Paris. Is she the werewolf? No. Then they've ruined the movie. Yeah, exactly. Like they,
1: I American Werewolf in Paris is very, very strange in that it kind of. I think it wasn't. It wasn't Universal Studios for sure somehow somebody somewhere got the rights but kind of not really because they don't use any of the same characters it's like it's a weird there there was a period when they kind of made these like half-assed sequels and it came out
0: 16 years later yeah
1: exactly directed
0: by anthony waller
1: oh i'm sure he's uh scrubbing some grease off of a fryer somewhere (laughs) Um...
0: let's look him up (laughs) oh yeah we have the computer.
1: I yes. he is
0: best known for directing an American Werewolf in Paris. Yep,
1: you don't get another shot after that. Has, <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces of American Werewolf in Paris. It's I mean I remember it being very strange and like not looking good.
0: I don't know any of these movies. Yeah, they so he, he in didn't 1997 get a he directed an American Werewolf in Paris. Then he directed something in 2000 called The Guilty. Oh. Then he executive produced a movie in two thousand, called the Little Vampire, which I remember. Oh, I remember that movie. Yeah, because it, it was like the kid from
1: the kid from Jerry Maguire. Yeah, yeah, who I've seen like as an adult.
0: Isn't that weird? But like, so that movie, I've like, I, okay, that's not true. I've heard of that, and then a couple other random thing like Nine Miles Down, The Singularity Is Near. I, don't I mean, know any of
1: this. clearly his heart is in the right place because The Little Vampire was like a cute kids movie, and I mean, yeah. like. The concept of American Werewolf. Hey, he's in Paris filming something right now. Like, oh no! Don't it's l- called, let it happen. It's called The Traitor. Ugh. Well, that's probably never going to go anywhere. But I, I, <laughs> di- I, I digress. I, I think that this movie. I mean, this movie's really important in like the special effects game. In yeah. general, because it was a huge part of getting that even recognized by of course. higher parties. And, like, the Best Makeup Oscar has been kind of, like, wonky before. There are a lot of, like, Norbit has an Oscar nomination.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: They, they, it has a, it. it's almost the same level as, like, Best Original Song,
0: you okay. know?
1: Like, there's a lot of, like, garbage movies that end yeah. up getting Oscar nominations because they have a fun song in it. Then, but, like, the Best Makeup Oscar, at least that's, like, something that is, like, tangible, that is seen on screen. I mean, like, I hate that I even know this, but the cellulite in Norbit looks good. <laughs> it, like...
0: Look, here's the thing. A bad movie, whether bad, badly written or badly directed, could still have amazing people working on yeah. it. Yeah. Like, if... If the makeup in Norbit is that good, it, it deserves to be recognized, yeah, regardless agree. of the, the quality of the rest of the movie around it, Yeah, because that person did their job well. Yeah, and I mean,
1: like, there are movies that are pure just, like, performance pieces that are, like, not the best movies, but I, I think that... Um still Alice, the one that Julianne Moore won for. Yeah. Like, it's not a good movie. She's very she's amazing in it, but like it's not a well made film at all. There it's, are a lot
0: of cases of that where it's just like a fantastic performance that isn't necessarily that is above the quality of the piece that
1: agreed, in. yeah. And I also I, I think that this is very uh, much a the, case of that.
0: The actors in this movie are not guilty of that.
1: I, <laughs> they no, they're they're pretty bad, honestly. The I only except one except the friend, the, yeah.
0: The friend did amazing. Like, yeah, that Griffin that Dunn, was
1: the best character in the movie. And he's the only act, if you look at these people's IMDb's, they really did not do much no. after this, or before this, honestly. Except for Griffin Dunn, who um, has, he's kind of been around the block a couple times. He was the lead of a Martin Scorsese movie called After Hours. Oh, awesome. Um. Yeah, and After Hours is really strange. It's, it's like a dude wandering around New York City until dawn, basically, and just, like, meeting all these, like, crazy weird people. And he gets involved in some, like, crazy crime something or it other. sounds like it could be fun. It's, yeah, it's it's not as fun as you think it's going to be based oh. off of that. Like, it's more... Right. It's I, I thought it was going to be, like, a fun comedy, and it's really not. Like, it's a little depressing, and, like, people die and stuff. There are funny moments, but it's not... Overall, I would not consider it to be very much of a comedy. Uh Uh-huh. But Grit, and he also directed Practical Magic with Nicole. Oh. Yeah, weird, right? Interesting. Good Um, for him. Yeah, I know. He kind of has done things all over the place, and I want to say he's a supporting character on a TV show now. Like, he's a very good actor, but the rest of them are not.
0: That said, so I really liked him, and for whatever reason, I also really liked The Doctor, The doctor. Oh, yeah. The doctor was good. Because the doctor is basically, like, even just, like, I thought that he plays the most British person you will ever meet. But at the same time, he's also someone who's like, all right, look, I can tell that there's a difference between the story that I'm getting from the patient and the story I'm getting from the police. No one else is going to do this investigation. I'll make a drive and I'll see what's going on. Yeah. And I was like, all right, good on you, Mr. Doctor. Yeah, he
1: he actually, like, did things that forwarded the plot. And he wasn't, like, an idiot about it, too. Yeah. I do love the scenes at that pub where they they have, like, the pentagram on on the walls. And he's like, well, why didn't you take it out? And they were like, because it's cultural. It's authentic.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That was was funny. Like, that stays in the
1: remake for sure.
0: I liked that town. And I liked just about everything about that town. Like, I liked kind of the weird superstitious nature of it. But we got no reason for them to be like that. Uh, Like, literally there is... Let's say there is a killer wolf out there that has been out murdering people. Yeah. And the town knows this. Why
1: are they keeping it a secret? There's
0: no reason for them to keep it a secret. Exactly. Nothing at all. So I feel like we have to... For our remake, what I think we need to do is we need to have that town be... Like, it's never explicitly said, but as soon as it's revealed that this kid was murdered or and this other kid was hurt yeah all of a sudden i want that town to be swarming with um, like reporters like did you know that this did this kid come through did you do everything in your power to protect this like oh this american was killed and so i want there to be some sort of consequence to them letting this information out
1: either that or the the entirety of the movie takes place in said small town and he's being kept there and they won't tell him why
0: I mean, that just makes more sense, but then it's not an American werewolf then in London. I
1: also don't... I This relates back to my... It doesn't really need to be in London, because the only reason that it was ever shot in London... Was because there was a huge tax break at the time. Sure. So I mean, fucking American so Werewolf, Vancouver. Come on. Where, uh. So where would you
0: send your American Werewolf? My
1: American Werewolf would probably go to Canada as like a cheeky, like everything shot in Canada. Ha ha
0: ha ha. But you would? Li- it would literally be an American Werewolf in Canada.
1: No, it would be an American Werewolf in Vancouver, Montreal, or Toronto. Whichever one works the best for their production, I'm Speaking willing to change that. Speaking of someone who that. will be
0: traveling to Montreal very soon, I don't see any reason not to do an American werewolf in Montreal, especially because then you get the whole French Canadian thing.
1: Yeah, and French Canadians are weird. Yeah, um,
0: they're, they're super weird. And like, I
1: also think that that like icy or at least like mildly wintry setting would benefit yeah. it super well. Like I blood like on that. snow is a good motif. It really is, and. I the, Yeah, I, I think that the London thing is pretty irrelevant, and it should be more focused on maintaining that, like, sense of comedy and horror and having the really good practical effects. But having it set somewhere, just because that's where the original was set for no good reason, is, I, I think, a little lazy in terms well, of
0: trying to remake if it. Let's say we're putting it in Montreal. We could certainly build it upon the fact that there are a lot of, like, Quebecois people who are very like we're not really interested in talking to you we're doing our own thing leave us alone yeah. and that's just who they are yeah and then if it turns out that they've been like this for so long because they're like well i mean like we got werewolves but <laughs> I, the the more people who come up here and get in, all up in our business the more people are gonna who are gonna get eaten by werewolves
1: or turned into werewolves which is and, so much and worse we
0: don't need more shit to deal with yeah i, we've I got beavers to hunt we've got beavers to hunt
1: we got beavers to hunt, and I don't even know what happens in Montreal. Honestly, just um, poutine and just poutine, oh, poutine, poutine. and the, poutine
0: and the just for Laughs comedy festival. Oh, That's it.
1: I love poutine. Why? Um, <laughs> I it's so.
0: What have you had it? It's. I'm not fries a big, and gravy
1: and cheese curds. I've like, never liked want... gravy. Okay. That's fair. It I must like fries suck to- and cheese. It must suck to be wrong. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it. Um, gravy's amazing. Uh, uh, you can't. eat... I don't
0: really need liquid fat in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: need as much liquid fat as you can get in me in my life. Um, and if, if any, t- I usually eat like pretty healthy, but whenever it comes time for like bar food, like oh, I want the nastiest thing <laughs> to
0: have. So we were talking about. Were we talking? We may not have been, but talking about like the. No, I was talking about it with someone else. The bar down the street from me called the one up it's a it's a bar oh i love that bar
1: they, they have chucky fried or they have what it's fried chicken that has, has been captain battered with crunch. captain crunch yes. and that's what i
0: was gonna recommend to you it's <laughs>
1: so good it's so good i love it so much um, I did eat, I did get that the last time I was there. That place has really good Monday happy hours.
0: Oh, interesting. Um,
1: and everything's like half price. It's very good. Plus all I, of the arcade games are completely free. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. I love that place. But anyways, back to our American Werewolf. I actually think that oh, I would. Right. Just, You're about I I know. I actually think that I would just title it American Werewolf and like Drop the Drop the I agree with that. Drop I think the that's pretense probably of fair. having it in London because like Shooting it in London sounds like a pain in the ass to me. I the the
0: best thing about shooting in London is that there are like really well known London kind of traits and landmarks that yeah. we can use. Like the 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 tube in London deserves to be used, and it, like Zach was saying that when he was in London, he went specifically to that train station because it, that's what it looks like. It's yeah. just a real thing, and just like that, just the weird angles and shots, and I find that super interesting. Yeah. So the reason why I'm going to stick with pitching Montreal is because... And my dad's from Montreal, but I didn't learn this until five, six years ago. What? Montreal's an island. What? Yeah! I didn't know that! What? How? Montreal's an island. Who knew? It's in the middle of Canada. It's an island.
1: Explain. All
0: right, I'm going to pull up a map.
1: Okay. I feel like I'm going to see this and I'm going to feel like the biggest idiot.
0: So here is... Montreal. Oh it's wow. And just this island in the middle of... Uh, you know, uh, weird. It's like, I think there's just rivers on either side.
1: Yeah. But that's still an island if you've yeah, got ri- rivers like on either side. Like you have to take
0: bridges in order to get there. So I could very much see something being trapped there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. No, we need to stick with Montreal. I mean I'm still only going to call it American Werewolf. That's fine. Um, because he American Werewolf. Because American, American Werewolf in Montreal yeah. just doesn't really have a ring to no, it. No, not
0: really. In the same way that an American werewolf in Paris doesn't really have a, a ring to it. Yeah, I
1: know. that. Mo- I mean, not neither of them have that good of a ring to it. Just, like, American werewolf, be done with it, and everybody will be, like, mildly happier. And I, I think that it really needs to up the horror sequences in order to be super successful. Like, part of... I it, it gets put on like scariest blah 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 movies and lists. Let me put and it this way: not. if
0: I was able to watch this movie. Yeah, it's not that really scary. that scary.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And literally, that's the only indicator you need. If I, Sam Gash, am capable of making it through this movie, it can be scarier. Yeah, I and I I think that that
1: was part of like why I was so disappointed with it the first time that I saw it. I've seen this movie three times. And I, the the this most recent time was like the biggest gap I had taken because I went back to it very shortly after watching it the first time because I was like,
0: what? What am am I? I What am I missing? What am I not seeing? Because
1: I was like dating somebody at the time and they really liked it, and I I had just started to work on that werewolf movie that uh, you're Uh, familiar with, Uh and I was like,
0: I guess
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll rewatch this, and then I did, and I was like, uh. It, it was, like, the same problems that I had beforehand. Also, I think that there are a lot of, like, character relationships that don't really need to be there. I think that having, like, the girlfriend-boyfriend figure is important. I'm going to gender swap everything, just so you're prepared.
0: I, I figured there was a chance you would. I didn't. Yeah. For I I definitely made some more people women. Up. Oh, nope, I made one person a woman. Uh, I, I gender swapped one person yeah yeah but in terms of like the actual story of the movie for me I think it's all about like the mysticism and cause it's literally just a couple of idiots yeah and they, like literally they wander off the road and I'm like guys you were just specific first of all I don't know what stay on the road would have done for them anyway yeah cause they were gonna get got regardless being on the road did not help them yeah or did not protect them but they ran. They they wander into the middle of nowhere anyway. Yeah. And then like, the thing with Nurse Alex is, I can't think of a reason why she's so drawn to this person who's clearly a maniac. Yeah. The only thing that would make sense is if, like, you pull from the horror trope of like the like he's now kind of like part wolf and like pheromones and something. And yeah. It's just. It, it's like dogs in heat kind of thing. Like, dogs can't dogs help themselves. They just keep pulling themselves Nurse towards Jenny it. Jenny is a dog in heat. Um, no, no. The heat, David, or whoever David, you cast is... David, yeah. Is, is, is the, sending like, off it's There's baramos. something drawing, and you, you can't... And, and it's, like, it's... I don't understand... Everything about this is wrong. I don't understand why I'm doing this, but... Do you want to see my apartment? <laughs> <laughs> I I think that would be funny. I think that would be... I... I
1: if I, if the romance stays, which I think it should because it's kind of important to the character's journey. It's also a
0: little bit important to like the lore.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's good to have like a girlfriend boyfriend character. I think that there should be more of an effort into, if we're gonna do like a cute, cute, funny rom-com moments, then do cute, funny rom-com moments. Yeah. Like, I, I think that you can have, I, the nurse person should not Just take them back to their apartment. That's like danger. Like, that's how you die. Yeah,
0: that's uh, and
1: also, he changes a couple times at her apartment. How does she never? He
0: changes twice,
1: total. Yeah, you're right. He changes twice, he changes once at her apartment for sure. Yes. But How much, is there not, like, residue? Because I would imagine that you would bleed a little bit, you know?
0: I would imagine that. And I imagine if you're a wolf trapped inside an apartment, you'd probably break you would, a window. Yeah, you would
1: break a window, exactly.
0: And, like, he didn't, like, claw at a door and get himself outside. Because here's the... Look, the transformation sequences are amazing. Yeah. Here's what happens leading up to them. In the first one, there's some scene that happens. People, things are being investigated, whatever. We cut back to him reading a book for... One second, maybe two, and then all of a sudden he grabs his forehead and he's in pain. He literally goes from reading a book to transforming. Yeah. It's so weird. Super boring, yeah. Well, no, it's so weird and discongruous. Yeah. And I get that that can be... That's a good word. Thank you. I can see that that would be something that could be seen as funny, but either make it funny, like have him transform in the worst possible thing. Yeah. Like he's going down a water slide. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's got to be on a water slide. You can't give me that
1: <laughs> in Montreal. Uh. Or, but,
0: but, or like, because the, there's got to be crazy, terrible places for someone to transform into a werewolf. Yeah, you want to go full Canada? He's at a hockey game in the middle of a crowd of people, and then they all just get massacred. But that the, would be fun because the second That's time he expensive. transform yeah, um. the second time he transforms, <laughs> he's at the porno the- theater in Piccadilly Circus. And literally, he's sitting next to all of his victim ghosts. Yeah. And they're all just like, You should kill yourself. You should kill yourself. You should kill yourself. You should kill yourself. Instead of one of them going, You should kill yourself. You should kill yourself. You should kill yourself. Shut up, guys. They're getting to a good part.
1: That's a good joke. Not um, one of them was watching the porn one movie. Of them, you're and right. Three
0: of them were like homeless dudes who should have been like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're dead now. Dude, check
1: out what she's doing. Yeah, right. They're basically getting in for free at this point.
0: Right. And but and so literally they're having this conversation. This is what you need to do. You need to kill yourself. We cut away to another scene. We cut back. He transforms. I'm like, guys, where were you all day? That moment that when, now he's all of a sudden collapsing.
1: I know. Yeah. Like you, you could have you could have offered up this like supreme wisdom a little bit earlier and saved some people their lives. And I
0: hey, you've then got also, five minutes. Go you're... kill yourself. <laughs> How? I don't. know. like come on, man. Climb up to the top Piccadilly Circus. That's a one-story building. Yeah. No. Uh huh. All right. Oh, you'll break your ankle. Then the wolf will chew it off. I don't think that's how that would work. It the um, whole coy, like, coyote caught in a trap will like chew off its leg in order what? to escape. Oh, that's wild. Have you never heard that? No. Oh, I also
1: don't look at dead coyotes often. So. No,
0: but it, it there's an ex, it's an expression of like like a coyote caught in a trap. Yeah, uh, will will make this huge sacrifice and like instead of. So someone will like cut off a limb in order of trying to figure out how to get out of the trap some other yeah. way. Yeah, they do
1: that stuff in like that. they do
0: that in Evil Dead.
1: I I would love to have some like really fantastically gory stuff in it. If if we're going to go I my biggest note overall with this movie is that it neither leans it doesn't lean hard enough in comedy or horror because it's like it's kind of funny, but it's really not that funny. It's and then enough. it's like kind of scary, but it's really not that scary. Yeah. I think that both of those need to be really ratcheted up. I think that you could have some really like cute, funny rom com moments between the lead person and the nurse character that are not there. I don't think that you should have, if you have a three minute long sex scene, <laughs> then you should make it like a joke like yeah. uh, like a parody of that really weird sex scene in this movie they they've
0: done i've seen that joke in other things
1: i feel like i don't it, need it's
0: it a, it's a standard sitcom joke yeah but i mean there are i would uh, there are plenty of opportunities but the problem I think the base problem with a lot of this movie is that these characters are not playing to the height of their intelligence. Agreed. This movie is full of idiots. Yeah,
1: they're all really fucking like, stupid. Like,
0: literally the dude who's waiting on us. We're gonna sneak around to the back of the house and give whomever this person's name is such a fright. We're British. Yeah. And then they just get mauled and killed. And, th- and then those two are idiots sitting in like, we were killed by a werewolf. <laughs> I know, wasn't that crazy? You should totally kill yourself, bud. But then, like, the dude who wanders out into the, like, the guy they were going to scare who wanders out holding his, like, glass of whiskey, whose house apparently, like, abuts a forest. Yeah. Just goes wandering into the forest looking for, like, oh, those hooligans. Yeah. That's not a thing. That's an idiot. Yeah. You don't do that. That is an idiot. You don't do that. Those kids aren't there anymore. Okay, great. If they come back, I'll call the cops.
1: Yeah. I I think that I. Go have the Harold.
0: find out what's going on.
1: I think a lot of that goes back to the. It tries to make a lot of jokes about like British culture that yeah. are not being very successful. Well, because it's, it's they're not good. Clearly made by someone who's not British. Yeah, exactly. It's made. It's made by somebody who's not British. It, they're, it, they're caricatures of British people. Exactly. All of the all of the jokes feel very like written by the minute kind of style.
0: I can see that. I
1: like I I know that I know that John Landis had this script for
0: a really long time because he made Animal House which was like early 70s I think. I forgot that John Landis made Animal House. That actually kind of is an explanation for the humor in this a little bit because yeah. if Animal House is the incredible success that it is, it's an c- incredible success because it It trades on the frat humor of it. Yeah. Like, it's literally the origin of frat humor. Yeah. You make these dumb jokes because people are going to be repeating them. Yeah. So I think he was trying to set up, like, things that can be repeated. Yeah. Like, whatever she she said was, go check on them. Like, people, he wants these jokes to be something that drunk people can shout at each other while they're stumbling back home from the bar. Yeah. And that's his style is of Which is fair.
1: That is his style of humor. That's very much like what I actually don't really like John Landis. Well, um, for a I number think of reasons. He's a little bit of a piece of shit, too. Are you aware of the Twilight Zone movie? Yeah. He was the director on the segment where those little kids got yep. beheaded mm-hmm. because they jumped out of a helicopter that was landing. Like, you don't yep. do that. They don't do that. No, that's how you get your head chopped the The, fuck off. The fact that John
0: Landis isn't in jail is a problem.
1: Yeah, like he... and yeah so they, he's
0: a shithead, and he raised a shithead. I that's think how that, it works, yeah
1: I, I I agree. like i I kind of was refraining from calling Max Landis too much of a shithead, but I really don't like him. I think he's, he's a, a poor head. filmmaker. He treats people really terribly. Um, I think he got me tooed He's no, he did, he did. Yeah, It yeah. was very recent like at that, that's it's been in talks uh. For a while, like I've known that he has had those problems.
0: Everyone has known.
1: Everybody knew, but they guessed it. The problem is he's a
0: that he's a sociopath. He's like, No, I've changed. I've learned and I've grown. Yeah, and then he just doesn't. And then he does the same thing again. Um, and then he's like, But it's because I've learned and grown. Ah, that's a (laughs) He's like he's a legit monster. Yeah,
1: I I agree, and I think that
0: so that's why I picked him as director. But <laughs> I did not. I yeah. I guess we should get into that part. We should. But before we do that, like, what other th- aspect? Like, what do you want the plot of this movie to be? Because do I you want to still plot... want it to be like two kids, like yes, on I... a road trip or like backpacking through Montreal. Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them to
1: be backpacking. I want it to be like. Two friends doing like a cute trip to each, uh, together maybe one of them has family there and like wanted their friend there to come with them. I also want the actual relationship between these two kids to be examined very thoroughly and well. I would want like their issues with each other to come up. Yeah. Like, because it, it doesn't in this movie. And I, I would want like a lot of the plot how to how friendly
0: you are. There are things about every other human being that, that is irritate not you, you. Know you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I I think it would be like I came here to see your parents, and I got eaten by a werewolf. Yeah, like, like, are, like, are you fucking kidding me? Kind of thing. And I, I think that playing a lot more into that and like focusing focusing less on the romance would be a lot better and streamline it. I still do want the romance to be there because I want there to be like a third headliner, basically yeah. for this movie. But I, I would want it to somewhat replicate the plot of.
0: Of American Werewolf, but I... My my impetus for getting them there, like, especially if we want to make it a little bit more current, is it's these two fairly young people who just want to explore one of the last forests left on Earth. Oh. R.I.P. Yeah, but seriously, though, like, there's only so much, like, natural wilderness that's still accessible. And yeah. Canada is gorgeous just yeah. as a country. And, like, the, the area of places in Canada where people live is, like less than 10 t- less than 10% it might be less than 5% of the actual area of Canada. Yeah. And so just like the places that you can explore in this country are amazing and that's what they're there to do. And they start in Montreal just cuz it's like a, it's oh well Canada's like America light Where where can we go? Well, Montreal's different.
1: Yeah is uh, very different. I
0: wonder why.
1: It's because of their dark secret.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're French. <laughs> ah. oh, yeah, I, I, There's I, nothing French people like more than making fun of Montreal and Quebecois people. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> um,
1: it's not their fault. It's a
0: little bit their fault. It's a little
1: bit their fault. They're like if weirdos. You, if you look
0: at the history of Montreal, they've never really been French. Yeah. It was just like th- this this particular bit of woodsman people were like, they didn't want to integrate with everyone else and then just didn't. And that's yeah. just the history of the of that uh, province. That's kind of amazing. It's a little bit I respect bit that. The, yeah.
1: I, yeah, that's like classic introvert stuff. I, oh, yeah. I appreciate that.
0: Oh yeah, it, it, they are culturally introverted.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Which will <sighs> make, which would make making this movie there fun and it would like, oh, yeah. the, the whole creepy thing of like nobody really wanting to talk to you would be a huge part of it.
0: And, like, feed into the horror of it. I would want... Montreal um, is also a place that's so far north. And because it's an island, because it's so far north, they get hit with really bad winters. So the winter hits, and then the rest of the year they spend repairing the damage that winter caused. Yeah. So instead of, like, making improvements on the city and expanding roads, they end up just fixing the roads from the last winter. Yeah. So it's winter, or it's under construction. And those are the two seasons. Oh. That sounds
1: awful. I don't want to live there. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I, my, other, my other pitch for the plot of it would be... Good smoked meat, though. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine they had if you're visit, to smoke if you're, a ham.
0: If you're visiting um, uh, Montreal, go to, go to... Well, there's a place across the street from Orange Julep. I think it's called DuPont. But, like, I, I don't remember the actual name of it. But, like, there's a place called Orange Julep. And it's literally, like, the background picture on my Twitter profile. It's a gigantic fucking orange. Yeah, it's just a huge orange, and you just go there, and you get, like, a burger. It's a burger place in, like, this weird roadside attraction in the middle of the city.
1: I love that. I it's, love oranges. I love burgers. It's I my would, favorite. I would, yeah, I would get it. My, my other pitch for this movie would be, because I don't think that you could have sex with a werewolf without turning into a werewolf. Clearly, the, the, the nurse character would start to turn into one. Yeah. And like, have quite I, and have questions, and like, I would want that to be a huge part of it, of like, their transformation sequence, and now we're like, hunting together, and yeah. th- then they like, wake up and they're like, We just killed ten people last night. And then have it, like, them having an existential crisis about, like, should we kill ourselves? What should we do here? One of them probably gets off on it more than the other one. Oh,
0: for sure. Presumably
1: the nurse character, because in mine it's going to be male. And, like, them basically having to, like, figure out how to kill each other. By the end of it, which would, it would just, like... The progression of actual plot details would tumble a lot further and go a lot deeper than what it does in the original movie, because you add that extra layer. It
0: just occurred to me that something that annoys me in the original movie, I get it, but it also, like, in retrospect, annoys me, is they put all of this time and this amazing effort into this amazing transformation sequence. Like, they're giving us the full body horror of this is what happens to you if you turn into a werewolf. Yeah. The instant you die, you immediately revert. Oh. So, it's what happens in the movie as we have it. Yeah. So what happens if this person gets shot and then you just like have to watch their body contort back into a human? I would love that. That's a like, great the idea. The reverse? Yeah, you should absolutely ha- see see the
1: reverse. And also you never see the reverse of like them go passing out or whatever and then turning back into a, a human. Like because presumably that would happen while they were asleep. Um, but just, like, them being asleep and, like, watching their body,
0: like, slowly shrink into, like, human form again. Yeah, I mean, that happened uh, when he was at the zoo, and there's gotta be some sort of scent he's emitting for the wolves in that cage to not... Eat him, yeah. I mean, not that... I mean, I'm sure the wolves are well-fed and whatever, but still, like... There's enough weird things going on that we kind of like skip over like let, like let's say we're doing that bit where the nurse also gets turned into a werewolf, which yeah. I fully agree with because that should happen.
1: yeah
0: I, you, and we it kind of falls into the little bit of the the trope that's been happening in horror movies recently of it's not just one of them there's two. Yeah. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. I but love that, it's, but you, But if we don't know that that's what's about to happen... Yeah. If, like, all of a sudden, like, you show the nurse, like, oh, I, it's the weirdest thing, I have a little bit of a headache. And then you cut to the werewolf, like, killing people, and then all of a sudden this person thinks that they're... Like, we see the werewolf coming. We see that this person's about to get it and kill it. Yeah. And then they're attacked from behind by the other one. Oh, yes. I love that. And I, then I, literally you get to see these two wolves tear someone apart. Yes. Which I know is all you ever want.
1: Oh, that's all I that's all I want from any film. I, I yeah, I think that I think that having the secondary werewolf would be really important and would make it also th- there's only so many effective horror sequences you can have out of one werewolf like chasing random townspeople. You have the
0: first sequence where it's a werewolf with one, and yeah. then you have the second sequence where it's the second one. And those are your two big scare sequences. Yeah, agreed. I,
1: I think I would want four or five I know. <laughs> I yeah, no, you don't you, I'm not if I'm making this you, movie. There're only so many nights with a full moon. Uh, we, I you can have multiple sequences on the same night though. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think that this movie arguably has like four or five scary sequences. I'm sorry, then I
0: misunderstood. It. Um, I, the, the, the that would be the first night is just one werewolf, the second night is two werewolves.
1: Yeah, That's agreed. what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I yeah, I agree. That would be that would be how that would go down, but we would need a lot more. Like, I, I would want to lay more into the horror aspects of this the movie, than the comedy.
0: As it is, I know the movie as it is right now is only ninety-seven minutes. Yeah, which isn't as long. Like, we've got let's say another twenty-three minutes to before play people with. get bored. Right. Like, let's say we cap out at an, uh, at two hours even. Agreed. Yeah. Everything that takes place in the movie as it is right now, with the exception of like the last thirty seconds to a minute can take place leading up to that first night yeah and then you have call it half an hour left to really play with the concept of now there are two what do we do yeah because now he's got his ghosts or the david the, the the first werewolf has their ghosts and the second werewolf doesn't see them yeah because the first werewolf is the one who can experience remorse, but this second one, no, no, they're fully going in. Yeah. They already were kind of, like, immune to the bloodshed because they've been fixing broken bones and they've been seeing blood their whole lives. There's yeah. nothing wrong There's, with that. Yeah, Whatever. exactly. Like, it's, it's not as big of a people thing People die. Them. I've had to get used to that.
1: People die and I'm eating them.
0: Yeah. Um. it's That's just the way life is. And that's how they've had to, like, reconcile be, being a nurse. Yeah. And so they're just so much more ready of... someone was. Every, people are going to get killed by cars every day. Well, people are going to get killed by me every day.
1: <laughs> yeah, agreed. I, I I think that would actually... And then there would be, like, the, the one that can show remorse, like, once they're awake and human, like, they try to have a talk about it, and the other one's just not receptive, and they're, like, loving the new werewolf life, and you did this to me, like... Yeah. We're, we're in this together, and then it would then it would be, like, the trying to I figure mean, out how do to you, kill you know
0: the obvious joke that they will have to make then right oh please tell me the obvious joke that they will have to make after the night where after they like the big reveal that they're both werewolves mm-hmm. the nurse is gonna have to say is this because we did it doggy style
1: oh god that's not going in my movie that can, be... <laughs> <laughs> that, can that can be in your movie um also random... you want
0: dumb jock humor There it is. Doggy style (laughs) turns you into werewolves.
1: John Landis, where are you? Where was your doggy (laughs) style joke in the 80s?
0: The 80s hadn't even invented it yet. I think it has. I'm sure they. I'm, I'm sure, pretty I'm sure, sure, sure that's that was has been around. around for a while. Yeah,
1: it's they, pretty pretty <laughs> basic moves there. Um, also, just a random note about this movie before we move into the gas part. Yeah. At the end, in the credits, they wished Princess Diana a happy marriage. That was the in- most insane <laughs> thing. They wished Princess like, Diana a happy marriage. marriage. Like, oh no. I'm just like at the end of this movie like i'm pretty sure you cursed that buddies
0: i mean here's the thing they had 10 years after this movie took place or something right yeah if not a little bit more when when was
1: i i don't remember the timeline of princess diana i want to say i think was i born yet she died in 1997
0: okay i was more yeah they
1: had 16 more years she was not married for that whole time. I'm
0: pretty sure they got a divorce, right? I don't know.
1: It, it's been here's a minute. The, here's the
0: thing about me that's different from a lot of people in the United States. I don't give a shit about British royalty oh at all. Oh no.
1: I don't care. I do not care. I think Princess Diana was a really incredible person. Like she, yes. did, Like, she did a lot of really cool humanitarian things. Like, she was vi- she was a big advocate for, like fixing HIV AIDS. Like, she, she was all over that, and I yeah. respect her a lot. I think she was a boss, died too young, ETC, and died in a really tragic way, too. Yeah. But, like, the actual... Killed actua- by
0: paparazzi. Yeah, I know, but the actual... Um, like, fascination and fixation with her? No, not well, yeah, no. Like, I mean, I don't I'll mean- hold... I'll keep that beanie baby... But beyond the that, Princess
1: Di Baby. Um, I yeah, I'm. If I ever had the Princess Di Baby, I would absolutely hold on to it. But like, and I, I actually do care about her. But like the rest of the royal family, like I do not care. No, like Meghan Markle, are you serious? She was the third lead on Suits, which like, I
0: look. I will find that hilarious forever. Yeah, but that's the end of my interest. I'm like, yeah. great, cool. You're I mean, I'm happy now. for her. What She's are you going like, to do with this power?
1: Nothing. Wear then pretty I'm dresses. Not, then yeah, I'm not exactly. Interested. Then I'm not interested. Like you need to, you need to do something with this. Anyways, so
0: let's, let's talk about casting.
1: Let's talk about casting. So you did some gender swaps. I did some. I my whole thing is going to be gender swapped, which is fine. I'm going to start with my writer director. We, um, we end
0: with writer director. Oh, we
1: end with okay. Never mind. We um, start with cast. We're starting with it. David. David is the main friend, right? I'm so Dave, bad David is the name. werewolf. Okay. I am going to go with Beanie Feldstein. Beanie Feldstein? She's she's the girl from books. She's Jonah Hill's little sister. I don't know if we can do that based on who I have
0: cast for Jack.
1: Who do you have cast for Jack?
0: Caitlin Dever.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny that we both picked opposite sides of that. <laughs> I, I was a lot more impressed with Beanie's performance in Booksmart, but they both did a very good job. I, Beanie's last name Feldstein, and she's in the new uh,
0: Richard Linklater. We're gonna film this movie over in 20, twenty years. Twenty
1: years, like why? I I just I I respect that, that. That
0: trick works once, buddy. That trick works once, and also that's so
1: optimistic that we're even all still gonna be around in twenty years. Like, yeah. and also like, what if like Ben Platt? gets ran over by a bus or something like they didn't last time they, they... just got
0: cast in uh csi cyber
1: <laughs> oh okay patricia arquette has come back in a very big big way escape from dana mora and the actor are amazing
0: first of all i'm not, nothing against patricia arquette i would have taken that job too because obviously i would have <laughs> i, I want millions of dollars and to be in the csi every, like, we all know patricia arquette's fantastic
1: yeah She's, um, she's amazing. I'm, gl- I'm glad that that movie like, got her the recognition that she deserved. But also, like you, <laughs> that, that 20-year movie, I just like, don't understand. You can do that so many other ways and have about
0: the same outcome. So Beanie Feldstein is going to be in the, the thing with Richard Linklater. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know another project she has in development? Oh, please tell me. So you know American Crime Story? Oh, yeah, she's going to be Monica Lewinsky. That's
1: weird. I'm so excited for that. I love that show. That show's really fucking good. Is it? Yeah, no, American Crime Story is incredible. It's, like, probably the best thing that Ryan Murphy's ever done. All right. um, I, I, I I liked the OJ one, but I didn't love it like everybody else. But the Versace one is a story that I didn't know very much about, and it told it in such an incredible way that really, like, encapsulated what, like... The time, like, every single one of those people that had an interaction with Andrew Cunanan, It It's a very, very good show. And I can't wait to see Miss Beanie do Monica Lewinsky.
0: But, so, I guess now we're talking about David and Jack.
1: David and Jack. So, my pitch for Jack. And part of the reason that I want Beanie for this is because she is on What We Do in the Shadows, the the TV show. And she ha- she has a really cool, like... Is she a Trans- werewolf? No, she's a vampire. Oh, okay. Um, and I just, I think that <laughs> she knowing is a character
0: that, named Jenna. No,
1: knowing, knowing that she did that, I think that she would be more open to this kind of thing, and I think she would be really, like, funny in it, and I think she would be down to, like, get her hands dirty, because she gets to do some, like, weird, gross stuff in... I,
0: I don't disagree. What we do I, in the shadows. I, I love her also.
1: Then my my pitch for Jack, Jeff? I don't remember. I'm The so character's name characters. is Jack. Jack. Is either Dana Silvers, who was also in Smart she was the lead of that Ma movie with Octavia Spencer. She was she was the other lesbian girl in Booksmart.
0: Oh, she was great.
1: Yeah, I I really like her a lot. I think she has such an interesting spell look. Dana. Dana D A N A. Okay, so I did spell it
0: right. Silvers coming up.
1: Weird. Oh, there she is, Diana Silvers. Diana Silvers. Okay, that's cool.
0: To I have in don't this. disagree with that. She's gonna be. She's on a television show in 2018 called Into the Dark but oh yeah uh,
1: i into the dark i well that's gonna get brought back up with my director
0: <laughs> so we talked um, about i mean you and i are kind of making slightly different movies so we'll it'll be interesting to see how we blend these but so my jack is caitlin dever who is okay. the other lead from Booksmart. who was your main guy but my main guy my david is an actor named justice smith
1: I don't like him. You don't like uh, him? No. How come? I think he's so boring in in Jurassic Park, and then I didn't see the Pokemon movie. I just think he's boring. I think he's a boring actor. Here's the
0: thing. I kind of want that. Okay. Because I want something to just be, like, like kind of going along with the idea. Like, yeah, this seems like a fun idea. Yeah, we're doing this thing. And, like, has craziness thrust upon them. Yeah. Which... Now, I love the Detective Pikachu, and I think he does a great job in Detective Pikachu, because the entire movie he spends is a fish out of water. Yeah. He he has very good... What's the thing they talk about for Keanu Reeves? It's like the audience mask of they need to know... Like, they need... we We... They're the representation for the audience, and we're kind of experiencing what they're going through because they don't understand what's happening either. Yeah. And so...
1: Yeah, Keanu Reeves is great at that. Right.
0: And so I think that's not. Um, I was I, having a whole conversation about The Matrix today and about how Will Smith would have made it an entirely different movie. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing. 100%. I don't think the movie would have worked if it was Will Smith. I
1: don't think it would have either. I The Sandra Bullock thing. Did you ever hear about that? No. They, 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 Sandra Bullock was like very interested in it at some point in playing Neo.
0: That would have been cool. All I'd right? watch that.
1: I, I think that would have been a better movie, actually.
0: That would have been so cool. I know. But the joke that I made my friends this morning was... Will Smith at that period in time, there is no conceivably conceivable way that he could have convinced us that he didn't for one second believe that he was in fact the chosen one. You're right. I still and don't that's think, the whole premise of the movie. I
1: still don't think that he could pull that off. I'm not the biggest Will Smith fan. I think he's. A, I am. I think he's a nice dude. Like, yeah. I. He seems really nice. Like Jada Pinkett Smith seems cool, but like.
0: I don't like his work very much. I like a lot of things he's done. I think, I actually think he's underrated. Okay. And I think that, like, I think he's just still kind of seen as this typecast guy. And I think he's not being given these opportunities to do something really cool. And I think a lot of this is self-inflicted, like the kind of projects he's picking. But I, I mean, I've I seen hate, him do some interesting things. I hate Pursuit of Happiness. I've never seen it.
1: I've seen that movie, like, so many times for no good reason, and I hate that movie. It's I think so he needs sad. to do some
0: roles where he is not the lead character. I agree, but he won't do it. And that's the problem. Yeah. We digress. Anyways, so um, Will Smith's not in this movie. No. <laughs> but, but, I, but anyways, but I like Justice Smith because for someone who doesn't understand what's happening to them, yeah. and someone who would then be affected by, like... This whole world is shutting down around me. Yeah. Now, I have no problem with pairing Justice Smith with a male or female Nurse Alex. Okay. And I'm happy to come back to these two, since it's, since she's or she or he is kind of the third in our trifecta. Yeah. So let's talk about Nurse Alex. So... Um, you went first for those, so I'll go first for this one. Okay. The, the actress that I have picked for this is an actress named Sophie Cookson. I'm not familiar. Did you see the movie Kingsman?
1: Yes, which is the first one. Okay, the good one. I like both,
0: but wrong. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in she is the one who becomes Lancelot. She's the blonde. She's the the other female, uh, like trainee. Oh,
1: I like her.
0: Yeah. She was good,
1: and it's been a minute since I saw that. That's but the I thing. She's like this
0: really good action star like, really competent, good actress... They blow her
1: that up they at just, the beginning of
0: the that second ...that they just movie, annihilate right? and throw away for no reason. Like, she was my favorite character. Okay.
1: That's and, fair.
0: And I just thought that, like, she was super interesting, and I'd love to see her get something more meaty to play with. And yeah. I, I wrote down some other things she's been in. She was in Kingsman, she's in something called Gypsies, she's in something called Moonfleet. I don't okay. know, she's some... But, I, again, I like the up-and-comer. The reason why I cast her is because she's British. Yeah. And she's a good British actress yeah theoretically we would want a Québécois actress but neither of us did that so theoretically but who do we have
1: i yeah i am not even going to try to pronounce that word i didn't i picked kind of i picked one british person in case we were keeping with london because that that's really the only person that you would yeah. have to cast as, like, a local or as, right. like, being from there. And I so, actually,
0: it, yeah, I didn't cast the townspeople, if that's what you're referring to. I
1: picked Harry Styles for my Brit. What? I think he's a good actor. He was really good in Dunkirk. And I think it would be such a fun, like, poppy. Because, I mean, like, this movie would End up being like pop art level, and I think that having Harry Styles in a werewolf movie would be really cool. My secondary pick for if we don't stick with
0: no, yeah, no, like let's go with Harry being... Styles. And I'm but gonna tell you I have why a really
1: want... good one. It's Luke Cook who was Satan in Sabrina on Netflix. Okay. I he, believe you. he does a really good job of it. He's my he's my pitch if we don't stick
0: with London. But I guess we can stick with Harry Styles. I want to stick with Harry Styles, and I'm going to give you a reason why. Okay. I think it would be really especially if cuz we have the concept and we have this this idea of who Harry Styles is. Yeah. And what I think is more interesting is if we have this this character of Harry Styles and we have this expectation of who this person's going to be and then in our our third act he goes the full antithesis of the kind of concept of what we expect from Harry Styles. Just full bloodlust rage, I want to rend flesh. Yeah. Just full Paul Presley Act 3 reveal of a monster. Yeah, sick. And Harry Styles doing that, no one will see it coming.
1: Yeah, true, you're and right. And that's
0: why I think it should be Harry Styles.
1: Yeah, you're right. That would be really cool.
0: So with that in mind, what I'd like to do is I'd like to do, I do want to go with Justice Smith, but I would love to throw in, what was her name? I'm blanking on, uh, Beanie Feldstein. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't care which one of them plays Jack and which one of them plays David.
1: Yeah, they're really interchangeable.
0: They really are as, with the movie as it is now. Yeah. So Beanie Feldstein and Justice Smith, who do you want to play what? I think
1: that Beanie should. Ah, uh, no, Beanie's really has really good comic timing. Beanie, which
0: she... is part of the reason why she might be a good Jack.
1: I think yeah, I know I think she would be a better Jack than the other character than David. Justice Smith. yeah, than Justice Smith. And I so think Justice I... Smith gets the lead, much to my chagrin. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: How old is Beanie Feldstein? I think that she's probably like 25, so she's not named after Beanie babies. Probably they didn't have a baby n- and name it Beanie. not. I, I feel like Beanie's also a nickname. It also might be like, she may have had have a different first name and then that name was already taken in the union.
1: Yeah. I, it very
0: much might be one of those.
1: Probably. I'm going to look it up. Then, uh, I, I, I want to say that it's a nickname.
0: Elizabeth Greer Beanie Feldstein is Oof. an American actress. Wait, her name is Elizabeth Greer? I like
1: Greer. Greer would have been cool. Greer Feldstein.
0: You know what? She can't have that name. Why? Because there's another Elizabeth Greer in SAG. Oh. Uh, want to know how I know? Tell me. I'm Facebook friends with her. Oh, gross. <laughs> I was in a, a script reading with her years and years ago. Yeah. And as soon as I saw that name, I was like, oh, that's the same name as is that, is that woman I was in the script reading with. Oh, that makes total sense. Anyway, that's why. So let's keep going because we're yeah. going a little long. Hey, hey, hey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're going I'll a let long, you buddy. Know.
0: So I only have three other roles cast. Okay. So the next person that I have is Dr. Hirsch. Okay. So the person that I have for Dr. Hirsch is another British person because, again, this doctor was so
1: British. Yeah.
0: And it's an actor named Dennis Lawson.
1: Okay. Mine's a lot better than that. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, that hurts. Um, So for the doctor, I want to go – I don't really care about casting, like – Local Montrealians.
0: Here's, the the so, reason why I think we're going to leave all of the townspeople alone and not yeah. cast those is because those should be the local uh, agreed, yeah, Quebec people.
1: So my my pitch for the doctor is D. Wallace, who was the lead of The Howling, and she <laughs> is that why? No, well, uh, is, that, one, is that a subtle nod? Too? Yeah, of course. It's it. She's she's there, There's the subtle nod of like her also having been in a werewolf movie, like. I and she's like down like she does a lot of like indie horror movies now and I think and the it- movie
0: she's best known for Et the e. e. there it is. Thank yeah. you. We hadn't said that.
1: She's, yet. Yeah, she's the mom. She's the mom in Et. She had a lot of really cool roles and roles in the eighties, and has kind of like slipped off in recent years. But I think she's a really amazing actress and has done very good work before. Cool, works for me. So first, sh- then I cast Sergeant
0: M- McManus. I also have Sergeant McManus. I have both Inspector Villiers and Sergeant McManus.
1: Who did you pick for yours?
0: So they kind of work together. Oh, I yeah. have a comedy duo. Okay. Of Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie.
1: Okay, I would rather stay away from. I know that. we cast
0: different movies. We cast
1: very different movies. So
0: mine, I cast a lot of comedy people because it's a comedy, and letting them kind of like be scary but also be funny. Yeah. And the the inspector and the sergeant, as they are right now, are pure comedy. Yeah. Like literally the the second in command guy. Every time he showed up and did something stupid, I shouted. Doyle at the screen because it's basically that character from The Mask. Yeah. I don't know that movie. You should watch The Mask. I don't care. <laughs> you should watch The Mask and then you, in particular, should read the comic.
1: Okay. Cause the I comic, heard the comic is really messed up. The
0: comic's real fucked up.
1: So my, my pitch for McManus and the other one, what did you say his name was?
0: Inspector Villiers.
1: Inspector Villiers. And Sergeant so McManus. I'm going to pick... Barbara Crampton for Sergeant McManus because she's a really amazing horror actress that her biggest movie was probably the reanimator and from beyond in the 80s but she's come back in recent years and has had like really cool meaty roles in independent horror films okay and she was in a really cool episode of into the dark somewhat recently that was like a latinx get out and she she has such an amazing stage just presence pulling people
0: from into the dark
1: I, it's, they, they have that, whoever cast, Terry Taylor who cast those does a really amazing job, like she pulls really impressive people in and my, my writer-director's gonna be from Into the Dark too, but I, I think she has such an amazing presence and would be like a cool, like, spooky queen role and then, uh, Joe Swanberg who created Easy for Netflix, but he's also, he was vi- highly involved in, like, the VHS movies and he was in Your the Next VHS movies? Yeah, VHS the VHS movies are, like these like lo fi anthology movies of like horror shorts.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now.
1: And so those are my two for that. And so, Justice p- Smith can fucking deal with it.
0: <laughs> Why wouldn't we? <he? laughs> we can't exclusively cast your people, dude. I know, I know, I know. We can It's we a can, collaboration. We can pick one and one. So of so I would pick Hugh Laurie because I think Hugh Laurie would be a, a good like. I agree. Inspector. Yeah,
1: between the two, I would pick. Be- yeah, Hugh between
0: Laurie. the two, I would definitely pick Hugh Laurie. That's for sure. Okay. So, but but so between your two, would you go rather go with Joe Swann? Barbara Grampton. Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: I also I also tried to pick people that we could actually get. I feel like Hugh Laurie's quotes like astronomical. It's
0: ideal remake. We can get whoever we want
1: You're because right. it's ideal. You're right. Put Marilyn in. it. Mel gets to play the little Indian
0: boy. <laughs> <laughs> Please. That's clearly a Scarlett Johansson character. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and Scarlett Johansson is the a little tree. Indian. Boy. I can
1: play whatever I want to because I'm an actress. and yes. That's what actors do. But, anyways, so you didn't cast anybody else, right? I did not, which means that the I, rest of
0: them are people you you cast. Great. Except so for the, the people, which will have to be native Quebecois. Yeah,
1: the little Indian boy, should we choose to keep that, would be Sonny Pawar from Lion. Okay. Because he's cute and he does not have a visa and he. He seems really precious, and I want to give him a visa for Canada. <laughs> <laughs> better place um, to live. Better place to live, man. You're going to Canada. And then yeah. for the for the dead. No! <laughs> and then for the dead couple, since this is ideal remake and who I, I can have whoever I want, I picked Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader. There's where
0: you put your comedy
1: people? Yeah, that's where I put my comedy people. They're really funny in that scene where they're telling him to go kill himself. That's true. They 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 were really good comedic relief in that in that, and I think that having both of them in like gory makeup, just like ridiculing poor justice.
0: I mean, if anyone's going to be ridiculing him, the best it's going to be them.
1: That's fair. Yeah. I yeah, I, I think that they would be a good Also, can
0: we talk about how weird it is that Frank Oz is in this movie? I know.
1: Frank Oz is in this movie.
0: Like we hadn't talked about that yet, but Frank Oz You're is right. in You're right. No, I
1: know. I was watching it and the person next to me was like, "That sounds like Kermit the Frog." And I was like, weird and i looked it up and i was like oh it's frank i know Kerm- he didn't voice kermit the frog he's but- miss piggy yeah i know he's he's miss piggy and Fozzie bear oh carmy <sighs> no that's that's large. not <laughs> that's something I would, I would have to hear it i um <laughs> i would have to hear it <laughs> i i can i can do
0: i can do terrible impressions but they sound like the thing but i sometimes need to hear them first
1: yeah but, um, oh,
0: homie is definitely Marge. That's, A terrible Marge,
1: that's the really bad Marge. But, but you um, can tell it's Marge. I respect it. I guess. So let's get to writer director.
0: You didn't have any other cast.
1: Uh, no, that was that was on my cast. That's Great. all I have.
0: So my writer and my director are both people who have done comedy horror in okay. one way or another. Yeah. So. Let's let's start with directors because I think that's the one that you're the most passionate about. Okay. I mean, for me, it was kind of the obvious choice of if you're going to do horror comedy, you pull Sam Raimi. Okay. Which kind of works, like, especially if you want to do full horror comedy yeah. and you want it to be really gruesome, that's Sam Raimi.
1: Yeah. I I, I agree. I think that the kind of humor
0: that he does is not necessarily most befitting for this no and certainly not for the movie that that you're pitching yeah it, I, we're probably going to go with your director because of that that's fair but that's kind of who i for, again for the movie i would have made because it's a movie i would make yeah
1: it's not a movie you would ever make we're very um, different people we're very different people that but is like fair. for me
0: it would have been a sam raimi movie and that makes sense so but tell I, me about this into the dark director
1: so her name is sophia to call T-A-K-A-L. She directed a really cool episode. So, Into the Dark does, like, a, a movie per month, and it's all centered around whatever holidays in that month. So, the one for January was New Year, New You, and it was really dark and funny and strange and weird, and they kind of shot it like a cool, like, 80s thriller. Okay. And, like, it even has, like, the title sequence and stuff is very, very 80s, and, like, it looks very, it, it looks very retro and vintage, like, what their way, it takes place in modern times, but they, they did a really nice job of making it, like, look like it's from the 90s or something. Okay. And it's a, it's also a slasher. And then she's directing the Black Christmas remake.
0: Whoa. Um, yeah.
1: She's directing the Black Christmas remake for Blumhouse because they liked her work. It, she, she basically directed the best episode of Into the Dark.
0: Okay. And great. Then she's a great person to go for. Yeah.
1: Agreed. And she, How I would also- How's her sense of humor? Good okay great. yeah that's all i needed yeah she, she i trust new, her opinion. Year, new year new year new year is, is funny and it has a lot of comedic actresses in it it has kirby howell baptiste from the good place one of the girls from girls i can't remember off the top of my the,
0: head the girl one
1: the girl one yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Girl,
0: the girl <laughs> um and then um
1: carly shaken who was in she's in mr robot but she was in that show with jane levy before mr. i believe robot, you suburgatory <laughs> she got she was it. really funny and suburgatory but anyways so i that's my pitch for writer and director because and oh. writer would be me and sophia to call yeah let's get yeah. real like, I'm, <laughs> I, I've, I've got a i've got a hand in this fight like i want to write this if
0: obviously we will be involved yeah but so, so the person that i have as my writer is the guy he he wrote it on the X-Men TV show back in the 90s, but uh, oh. he also wrote Critter's Attack, and he wrote Happy Death Day. Okay. Chris he... Landon? Scott Lobdell? Oh, I don't know him. Let me pull him up. Scott Lobdell. He wrote Happy Death Day. He was the writer for the characters and Happy Death Day to You. He... Happy Death Day to You is apparently
1: really insane. Yeah? I haven't watched it yet, but I it's like loosely on the list
0: my guess for the person who wrote happy death day to you is christopher landon and i think scott lobdell just got credited because he created the characters
1: okay because i i want to say that 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 script for happy death day was like around for quite a while yeah um, so before it actually got made and chris landon it like took it and definitely did a rewrite on it because he's for sure credited as a writer probably
0: on true so then why don't we go with christopher landon
1: yeah, I think Chris Landon would be a really good fit for this. He's directing, uh, he's attached to direct an adaptation of one of my favorite, like, horror comedy books called My Best Friend's Exorcism. Oh. Then I think, he's doing some other project that got announced recently, but I can't remember what it is off the
0: top of my head. But let's do that. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason do... that was because of Happy Death Day. Yeah, let's and just so, And since it clearly is, that's very much the case, since... Yeah. I'm now looking at it, and if he's only being credited for the characters, that means he created the characters and did not do the script. Yeah, exactly. Got it. So then, yeah. So then that's yeah, everybody. perfect. Amazing. It's going to be a good movie. Yeah, let me take you through our cast. So, An American Werewolf. Yeah. Starring Justice Smith as David, Beanie Feldstein as Jack, Nurse Alex will be Harry Styles, Dr. Hirsch will be D Wallace, Inspector Villiers... Villiers Whatever is Barbara Crampton, Sergeant McManus is Hugh Laurie, the little (laughs) Indian boy is Sonny Puar, and the dead couple will be Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader, and the small town in the middle of nowhere will be populated with native Quebecois people, because it's important. All this will be written by Christopher Landon and directed by Sophia Ticale. Perfect. Yeah. Amazing.
1: It's going to be a great movie, guys. With
0: script consult by Paul, Paul Presley and
1: Sam Paul Gash. And Sam Gash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Paul Presley and then I guess also Sam Gash. <laughs> uh, he gets a credit now, he can go. Away.
1: You're a producer. Yeah, yeah. I'll help produce it. Yeah. <laughs> executive producer Sam Gash, executive producer Brad Pitt you know <laughs> so that same amount of work
0: exactly so that's our remake of an American werewolf in London but now not
1: yay <laughs>
0: would you go see this movie
1: yeah totally i would definitely go see this movie cool
0: so then paul what would you like people to follow you on in terms of social media and whatnot? Um, what do you I, want people to know about you?
1: Um, I, uh, You are more than welcome to follow my Instagram. It's my name, but misspelled, P A W L P R E Z. L-E-W E hang on. That sounds right. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> I misspelled it and I forget how. P-A-W-L-P-R-E-Z-L-E-E. You can also follow my Twitter at poppin U R Culture. I think if you search my name, Paul Jacob Presley, I also come up. It's been real
0: yeah thank you so much for being a guest i really appreciate it absolutely if you want to find out more about me i am at sam gash s-a-m-g-a-s-c-h on twitter and if you want to follow the podcast we are at ideal remake on twitter and instagram or join us on facebook at ideal remake or the ideal remake podcast if you want to leave a review on itunes i would really appreciate more five-star reviews those would be great and help the podcast a lot or honestly you know what this week tell a friend that you know about this podcast because that's the best form of advertising that could possibly have. So yeah, Paul, we'll end with this. What is your favorite quote from an American werewolf in London?
1: Oh God, I don't ever remember quotes. Ah! It's, Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah!
0: Oh God, I'm on the subway and I'm about to be killed!
1: Yeah, that's definitely what he says. <laughs> uh, <laughs>